0: This week, the buzz is rocking our universe and Halloween, but we're also discussing what Universal has to offer for those who aren't thrill seekers. From the Bob Varley studio, this is episode 16 of the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. it is unplugged universal edition is brought to you by dreams unlimited travel visit them on the web at www.dreamsunlimitedtravel.com uh, hey everyone hey. we are back once again to talk about all things universal orlando i'm greg williams and i'm sean thompson and i'm not as confused about the show as you are well yeah i'm yeah oh, that, i kind of forgot which one this was you ended
1: that in a question Oh, did I? Yeah. Well, it's unfortunate.
0: It happens. Yeah, we'll get over it. But uh, thank you, everyone, once again, for tuning in to the Dis Unplugged Universal Edition. Before we uh, get started, I just wanted to remind everyone, as I have the past couple weeks now, if you enjoy the show, uh, please like, for those share, feel? Yeah, comment on YouTube, Facebook, and Twitter. All of those things. Uh, and if you don't like it, let us know, too, as long as the response is, <gasps> I don't like Universal. Yeah, but you love us. If it's anything like, about our personality, leave that out there. No, yeah, you can keep it in. Keep it in. Keep it in, but just keep it. You know, keep it to a minimum. It's whatever you want to. Yeah. Uh, but uh, pass it along if you like it. Someone else might like it too. And if they if they don't, then uh, you're just gonna end up looking like a really bad friend. So go you. Um, oh, come on, guys. You got to be good friends. Yeah. Anyways, of course, yeah. later on in the show, uh, as I just mentioned less than a minute ago, we're going to be kind of discussing what you can do during a universal vacation if you don't like a lot of thrill rides. But only thrill in quotes. So you can you can yeah. decipher that if you want. And it's if, if, if you can't do it or also if you just plain don't enjoy it. Yeah. There are so, those types of people. Yeah this, yeah. this comes from the brainchild of Sean and Sean's mother.
1: It, it is. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yeah. I mean, I are we talking about that now? I don't want to really go into her name just because I don't know if she wishes to be well, She's anonymous. actually in the Witness Protection Agency. Did you I, know that? I thought so. Yeah. but uh, We can't talk about her. Do you just want to do a, a brief overview for everyone? Who, I will give a synopsis. Yeah. yeah.
1: So basically for this segment, we are going to talk about things to do at Universal. If you don't really like roller coasters or simulators or those kind of intense rides. Yeah. Because I think there's a big group of uh, people that don't like those. Yeah. Especially when you kind of go into the Disney audience and it's a, a, a big group of people that can't really handle it or don't prefer them or whatever so Absolutely. we're going to talk about that yeah. and see if it's worth your time and
0: money to go to universal and i mean the quick answer is yes it's, but a, it's a it's a definite yes we'll but we'll get into why you later. should yeah, yeah. um yeah so uh before we do get to that later on in the show i think we should talk about what's buzzing on the grapevine ha 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 uh, jokes. jokes laughter for eight minutes eight minutes okay so the buzz uh first off of course well you don't know you're gonna find out. Who are you talking to? Everyone or the, the collective people? Everyone in general. Okay. So uh, this past week, Halloween was actually officially announced. Finally, for Halloween Horror Nights 24. <sighs> finally, we talked about it. Yeah, back on episode 14 of the Dis Unplugged Universal mm-hmm. Edition, you might have heard about it. Um, we talked about how there was a rumor that Halloween was going to become because the official halloween twitter and facebook pages posted a photo about michael myers and halloween returning to halloween horror nights and i guess before we go any further for those people who don't know what we're talking about we mean halloween the jamie lee curtis film from 1976 the franchise john carpenter yeah film that started a franchise of two good movies and then a really lot of bad movies well i'm really upset that this isn't including the h20 I, I know Halloween movie. it's literally that breaks been, my heart. It's been your joke every week that we have <laughs> not about mentioning it. any joke. I'm just uh-huh. saying I'm sad that it's not there. Okay. So I don't reuse material. Like we said, uh, yeah. a long time ago, months ago at this point, <laughs> eons. So uh, they had that picture up and they pulled it down.
1: Yeah. Cause here's what ha- they, they, they just, they messed up.
0: They announced it too early. Universal wasn't ready. Something wasn't right. I don't know. Silly kids. Yeah. Um, but now it is officially announced as we said. Uh, and that, Finally makes eight houses. Which are we, eight. we knew it was going to happen. It was going to be eight. Yeah. But that's the official house. I, I mean, I think we've talked about it a decent deal before in the past. Yeah, um, we've covered it. However, after seeing like some of the promotional content along with it, like the little video they shot and then uh, they they posted the Universal Halloween Horror Nights uh, Twitter feed that's usually run by michael aiello yeah he uh posted a picture of a room that had about 30 of the michael myers masks in it and i apologize we don't have the photo here to show right now but obviously we don't prepare for this obviously so. not because it's the first time i'm hearing about it so you know how that works yeah. did you not see the picture uh no oh it was awesome There's like it sounds awesome there was like 30 i think i counted 33 of the masks okay and so I mean, there's going to be a Michael Myers every time yep. you turn a corner. Every one foot, there's going to be a Michael Myers. Yeah. And then yeah. there's actually going to be the real Michael Myers. Well, I was gonna- <laughs> and if you don't, if you don't see him there, then you'll be able to go over to Shrek 4D and then you'll be able to see another Michael Myers. Same. And I, the way I was going to take that was that
1: surprisingly enough, under one of those 33 Michael Myers masks was the actual Michael Myers in his Austin Powers outfit. And you, yes. if you, if if you could choose the right one,
0: then you win. He's busy right now on location filming, uh, The Love Guru Two. I'm sure. Two, yeah. The part but two. Anyway, so the the eight houses this year are now officially Halloween. Yes. The Walking Dead. Mm-hmm. Alien versus Predator, From dusk till dawn. All right, you want me to do the other four?
1: Sure. Giggles and Gore Incorporated, The Clown Factory, mm-hmm. Dollhouse of the Damned, Dracula Untold, and then Roanoke, The Cannibal Colony. Yeah. So it's a good mix. I think we, we, we talked a lot about the kind of uh, franchise ones versus the original ones. Yeah. So I think I'm, I think it's a nice mixture of those uh, two. I mean, we, we talked a lot about yeah. it last time. But I don't know. It's, it seems well-rounded.
0: Yeah. And on top of that, uh, for people who aren't really familiar with Halloween Horror Nights, we've talked about before how there's some in sound stages, some in tents. Um, yeah. Even there's one built in the disaster queue. But the houses take on different feels based on where it's at. So you've got some idea where some things are popping up and some are just plain guesses, but like Halloween was, uh, it's going to be in a tent this year back behind the Simpsons and men in black. So we know that for sure. Uh, the walking dead's got to be in a soundstage. Uh, one of the ones either 22 or 23, which is kind of behind a uh, rocket that is big enough to hold two houses in one, since it will be the largest maze that they've ex- ever actually built. Okay. Um, so and that's then, like where a uh, cabin in the woods was last year. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that area along with, um, you know, everything that was there yeah. werewolf in London. Uh-huh. Um, but then like eagles and gore is supposed to be in the disaster queue, which is where typically the, the fun houses are because a lot of light can be let in uh, a couple of years ago. That's where the first walking dead house was. Okay. But, so last year, the, um the video game one, well, I forget the name of it now, but that's resident where that was, evil, resident evil. That Was in the sound stage last year. The no, one, no, the one in the queue wasn't the video game one, it was uh, it was the train, derailed. it was Havoc, Havoc, derailed. derailed, yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, a lot of them it looks like uh, Dracula, Roanoke, Cannibal Colony, uh, From Dusk Till Dawn, Alien versus Predator, Walking Dead will be in sound stages, so those should all be nice. Halloween in a tent mm-hmm. is a bizarre choice, but it could be cool as well as um, uh, I can't remember what other one's supposed to be in a tent, but it's going to be a nice mix um and we'll uh, i am excited for all of them and it's coming up soon the 19th yeah. yeah and of course we're going to be covering that on the show and then uh on the 20, the 30th of September actually Ooh. along with our coverage of Halloween horn we're oh, going out to hollywood yeah yeah hollywood so that's exciting yeah yeah so remember lots of halloween covers. set set your calendars it'll be the new thing to complain about since we're not talking about harry potter that much anymore set your calendars for fun on september for 30th fun and scaryness, but more fun okay so yep uh, i think that does it for now for halloween yeah. horror nights we'll bore y'all later but let's move on to something everyone cares about rock the universe okay uh, you're gonna put this on me, all right? I this, so rock there was the universe just crickets.
1: So uh, yeah, I heard them. Yeah, this weekend, the fifth and sixth of September, is the start of Rock the Universe at Universal Studios. Exactly. Um, it is the two-day Universal Christian Rock Festival, which is very similar to uh, the Night of Joy thing that they host at Disney. Yes. Um, which is usually at uh, Magic Kingdom. Uh huh. So some of the acts for uh, Rock the Universe will be Newsboys, Third Day, mm-hmm. Jeremy Camp, Toby Mac, Switchfoot. So if you know those, yep. that's good. Uh, one day tickets start at fifty seven ninety nine, which is compared to Disney's, which are fifty nine. So it's a couple yep. dollars cheaper. Uh, and the event takes place on the Music Plaza stage yep. in Production Central, which is where they do the they did the Jimmy Fallon tapings for the music yep. musical acts. That's where they do the Mardi Gras concerts.
0: Yeah, so and it's a nice
1: big space. It's a really nice place for a concert.
0: Well, and I—I I mean, the—the the video for this will go up on Friday, as well as the audio for anyone who watches live. Though, and you're planning on going this weekend, this is a good thing to know. The park's going to close early, uh, because of the concert that yeah. takes place. Uh, this is a hard ticket event. Uh, one of the only things that's hard ticket besides Halloween Horror Nights happening at a Universal Studios. Uh, and it's—it's kind of like Disney's Night of Joy, as we said, in that it brings in a lot of youth groups from all around the country. And um, I've never, I've walked through the parks before it's actually started at universal. I've never done it at Disney. I think they kind of try to clear everyone out before they even start to get the festivities rolling. But we know generally that a lot of time, all these little hellraisers come out for uh, a Christian concert and really, really shake things up there. So, if you were planning on going, if you're local on the fifth and sixth, and you're like, "Hey, it's a weekend, why not go?" Yeah, fifty seven dollars to burn, do it. I was gonna go more for so, that. It's it, you might not get your money's worth out of a day ticket. Oh, if you're you don't have, have an annual okay. pass. You know, there's there's lots it, of options got, here, it, I but I it's happening this weekend. Yeah. Be aware of it. Um, Just it's I, it's going to be definitely a little bit of an older, not older crowd, uh, but uh, Night of Joy is definitely going to get younger kids uh preteens to early teens well like you said a lot of times big groups uh from churches and and, and yeah. uh, uh
1: youth groups like that they'll travel together and this will kind of be like a big field trip that they go all together yeah. so a lot of uh,
0: night of joy is really centered around kind of a younger audience yeah. typically and this one is too but a lot of the bands that play are actually older groups that yeah. uh I mean I know that they were popular whenever we were growing up yes. uh, I I have heard of that at that group point scene um, and so, I mean, Switchfoot, that was, they were actually decently big. Yeah, one, I think album. they
1: really only became popular because of A Walk to Remember. Do you remember that Nicholas Sparks movie where uh, Mandy Moore, she gets sick and she plays a song on the piano and you don't, you don't know it. I actually played that song for a piano recital. Cool. That's embarrassing to admit, but
0: so yeah, enjoy rock, that. Rock the Universe. That was yeah. our PSA for Rock the Universe. Just information. Yeah. Uh, now this is a little more exciting for people who are, Hotel guests. It's really good for uh, trip planning. But yeah. it's also not. Well, okay. But it is. Well, I mean, it's
1: good information. Let's say that. Yeah. Uh, I agree. So, I don't know what... It, oh, early park entry. I <laughs> don't know what those symbols mean. <laughs> early park entry uh, for guests, for hotel guests, now is exclusively for Universal Studios Florida. Exactly.
0: So yeah EPA. When write, i'm sorry EPA when you write EPA, what it's I'm, called. Called. I'm gonna think of environmental protection agency the, the i'm sorry EPA, <laughs> the epa for hotel guests started exclusively for universal studios florida this week okay so for those who aren't familiar with the universal hotels one of the perks like disney world is they have extra magic hours kind of in a way they call it early park entry yeah except at universal it's not like it doesn't bounce around they have the two parks but always before uh Diagon Alley opened up. It was every day you could get in an hour early for Wizarding World of Harry Potter Hogsmeade over at Islands of Adventure. Okay, you had an hour in there, so usually you could typically get on a Forbidden Journey once and then hopefully get into the line at least for uh, for Ollivanders before it got too busy. But you basically had whatever you wanted for that first hour to do. Um, and then for a little while there after it opened, they were actually being nice. And for all the hotel guests, you had early park entry for both Diagon Alley and for Hogsmeade. Uh, but now they are switching it up and it is only for Diagon Alley um, and specifically actually inside Diagon Alley itself. So Hogwarts Express won't open up until the other park. until opens both parks are well. open. Yeah, yeah uh, it, it's good. In a way, for Islands of Adventure, it's going to give Forbidden Journey and some of the other rides over there a little bit of an operating break that they don't have to open up so early every sure. day now. Yeah. Uh, Forbidden Journey's been breaking down a lot lately, uh, and it, it needs a little bit of a rest. Really? Well, um, Disney is okay with taking their bigger rides down. I was going to rehabs I, I, a lot. Yeah. So, it, if how you common know, is that for Universal? Well, I mean, we've you've been going now for about a year in yeah. general. If you've noticed, their rides never go down no. for rehab. Uh, they basically operate every single day unless they have to close it for some reason. Okay, but these rides really go through it all the time. Uh, every now and then, some of the roller coasters have to go through mandatory downtimes where they'll be down for about two weeks. But in in general, the other rides, if they don't have to take them down at all for anything then they'll do that so what's the thought process behind that because i would think you would
1: want to preempt kind of waiting to the last minute to fix things is it just they don't want to
0: it's just I, I don't know the thought process on it uh, i, I understand that it okay. is an inconvenience for guests oh no there's no uh, question whenever is. rides yeah. go down so I, I just being there as a guest seeing what they do uh if they can get away with just if it's a roller coaster that maybe has three trains that run around on it if they can get rid of one of them and okay. do all the work they need to do on that. So they only they only have two. They take the chance of if something happens to one, you only have one, then you know, at least you can still keep going with it. You don't have to take it down, do everything at once and inconvenience I guess for a certain amount of time. Okay. That's just my speculation on it. That's a good speculation. Not sure. But anyways, but because, if you're playing a trip, yeah. Because they don't do this yeah. really ever that I've seen, uh, it's actually really, really good for um all the rides at Islands of Adventure, Harry Potter and the Forbidden Journey in particular, that it gets a little bit of break from that extra hour added onto its operating day. Yeah,
1: and I think we're moving towards a time period where maybe crowds will start to slow down a little bit up until the holiday season. Yeah. So, you know, it's easier to have early admission only into one park.
0: Yeah, and I'm not positive what's going to happen yeah. in the future. I believe that the early park entry is going to open back up for Hogsmeade as well once you get further on to the Christmas season just to help suck in those crowds early. But, uh, I mean, just from any time I've ever used early park entry, it is one of the best perks to have. Uh, because if you stay at one of the deluxe hotels at universal, of course you get the express pass. So if you add on early park entry and you go do everything in one of the Harry Potter wizarding worlds, and then you just go around the rest of the park, you can literally be done with your day. By a little bit afternoon, yeah,
1: which uh, is fantastic. I mean, you're essentially putting a whole day of uh, of running around, and then and then you can spend the rest of your day doing yep. rides again, or you do them over
0: and over Go again. To it's Walk. unlimited, not at Cabana yeah. Bay, of course, but no, everything but else is general on, you can do. Yeah, so uh that's that's enough for our PSA. Cool on early park entry. I mean, that's it's just been a show full of PSAs. Which the more you know, there's nothing wrong with that. No, so but yeah, that's gonna do us. Do it. Do it for uh, us. Yes. For the buzz at Universal. Yeah. Before we discuss anything else, though, uh, last week we or last episode. Sorry. Yeah. We played a game uh, where we showed a blur out blurred out picture with a quote saying, you guys haven't seen a giant steel ball, have you? Kind of like that. That exact thing you that's might up be on the, screen, it on right the now. screen at this very moment. If you're watching, if yeah. you're listening, you just listen to me. And I'm sorry for my voice. I'm oh, on the it's tone. awful. None of us can stand it. A lot of people can't, but yeah. my apologies. Um, so we looked at all the responses. Every single one of them. Twitter and we YouTube s- and slightly on Facebook. We kind of. We learned that we probably made it a little too, a little too easy. Yeah, we, we learn that? learned that I learned that we just... also apologize for those who normally find our show through Facebook. We forgot to post a link to last week's show in there. Okay, our yes. bad sincere apology uh, sincerest. Yes. So everyone who submitted yeah. their answer with hashtag #DizUniversal <laughs> had the chance of winning a $50 American Express gift card that can be used at Universal Orlando because it is the official card holder of Universal Um. I just made that run on sentence so long. I kind of forgot what I was saying in the middle of it. But anyways, do we choose a winner? Todd Bartlett. Todd Bartlett. Congratulations. You won. Yes. You know why you won Todd Bartlett? Because you guessed the Simpsons ride. The Simpsons ride. Like every single other person. Well, one person says Poseidon's Fury
1: and that's a very unfortunate mistake, but <laughs> <laughs> good for you. Thanks for trying. <laughs> no one said that. I'm just kidding. All right. So Todd send us a message. Facebook, email, Craig at www.info, Sean at www.info.com at the end of those. No, there's no .coms. We oh. have really cool email addresses that don't need .coms. Cool beans. Yeah.
0: So just send us a message, get in touch, and we will uh, get that on the way. Exactly. Yeah. Thanks for uh, doing that. Yeah. And uh, we we also felt like we haven't talked about Halloween Horror Nights enough yet. I told you we're going to talk about it a lot. Yeah. So, so this week, we're going to ask you all to decide which house you are most excited for. Yes. Out of the eight? That we listed earlier. Should we
1: list them again now? List them again real quick. All right. We've got... rapid. I have to find the start of the list. Halloween. Walking Dead. Alien vs. Predator. From Dusk Till Dawn. Dracula Untold. Dollhouse of the Damned. Giggles and Gore Incorporated. Roanoke Cannibal Colony. So those are the eight. That's all of them. Just tweet us. Send us a message on Facebook. Write on our wall. Whatever. Just with... Well, no, no,
0: no, When we post the video <laughs> on personal. Facebook, on the Diz Unplugged channel, Facebook.com slash Diz Unplugged. Comment there. Comment there. Yeah. Hashtag Diz Universal. Diz Universal. Tell us what you're most looking forward to. And most importantly, I don't know if anyone who actually watches or listening is going to Universal for Halloween Horror Night. If you're not, let us know which one you would be excited for if you were going. And that way you have a chance of winning this $50 it, gift card. It can be a hypothetical situation. doesn't yeah, have to be it, set in stone. We're not gonna find you at the event and say, "Hey, listen,
1: you told us this is the one you're most looking forward to."
0: See, I thought it was gonna be like, <laughs> like one of those situations where the well, I choose Walking Dead. Well, you're wrong. Well, you're wrong. I'm sorry. So we're uh, no the McLaughlin it's, group from uh, SNL with Phil Hartman. It's very objective. There is no uh,
1: su- subjectivity. Is that a word? I don't know what. I'm well, saying.
0: now it is. All right. So let us know. You which get one it. Just tell us what is. you want to see. Yeah. Okay. Um, but. Yeah, with that, uh, let's move on to our spotlight on the universe okay. this week, which is what you can do at Universal if you are a non-thrill seeker. The answer nothing. No, I'm just kidding. The answer is not nothing.
1: Uh, so basically, we I came up with this this segment because um, Universal has a, a pretty big reputation for being a, a great theme park for people that love thrill rides, mm-hmm. whether it be coasters or the simulators that they're really known for. Uh, you got Transformers, Spider Man. Mm-hmm. really big simulator rides. Yep. Um, and so I think a lot of people get the misconception that there's not much to do there if you're not the type of person that likes those rides. Yeah. Um, and so actually this weekend I went home to uh, Virginia and I was talking to my parents, my mom specifically. And I said, you know, what's your biggest question about universal? Cause they're planning a trip down here and I want to take them to see things and I want to take them and, you know, let them enjoy the park and see these yep. new things that I've kind of been, you know, getting into and stuff. And my mom basically just flat out said, is it worth me even going there? Because if I'm not going to ride these rides for whatever reason, for not enjoying roller coasters and stuff, what, what is there enough for me to do there? That's going to be worthwhile. And I think you kind of have a
0: similar situation. Your parents, I know I don't think they're Uh, they're huge roller coaster fans. My mom is a thrill seeker. I will say Uh, she does everything. My dad used to do everything. Uh, but then whenever he bumped his head on an airplane and ended up having to go through brain surgery, he's kind of stepped away from doing thrill rides, uh, as he should. Um, But as a family in general, uh, I think we haven't really all been together going through the parks, going to like thrill rides and stuff. But my dad definitely wants to stay away from attractions that would aggravate him in any way. So I'll get to experience it the next time we actually have time in the parks to do something besides eating and drinking and having fun. But then again, those are some of the things you uh, can do. You
1: basically just did the entire segment there. Okay, well. Well, I, I think this is a pretty common
0: question and a common feeling because I think even if
1: in a group of like your family, like you described, even though there are people in the family that do want to do these rides, there's, there's probably going to be a couple people that aren't into this. So, yeah, there's going to be that balance. You know, you have to find out what yeah. you can do oh, if I you're not, not not into the rides. So the way we organized it is, we kind of listed out some attractions and rides that you can do mm-hmm. because even though there are these huge rides, these roller coasters, you got Hulk and all this stuff. There's a good selection of rides that you can do. I agree. Whether it be shows or rides. So, I think we're going to just run through the list of those. Yeah. Probably talking about it a little bit. But let's start with Universal Studios Florida and yeah. the things that you can do there if you don't want to do anything big. So, the first one is Despicable Me. hmm Now, this one kind of has a caveat because it is a simulator screen and there's motion in the theater. But essentially what it is, it's a theater. You sit down and watch a movie. Um and so, I think for most people, this is going to be an okay experience. I know I had a, a pretty bad yep. reaction to it. So, if you get motion sick with the screens, this is probably a bad one to start off with. But
0: However, you a lot of people only get motion sickness if your seat is moving along with it. Despicable Me does have stationary seating. They do. Yeah. So, it's just basically a bench that you can sit on right down in the front of the screen. Mm-hmm. And then it would just be like watching a normal 3D movie. Uh, if you can't even handle that, then you're kind of in trouble with Despicable Me. But I would... I mean, the, we, the issue
1: I had, I, I, you're exactly right. The issue I had is because you're, you're, uh, the seats you're sitting in is moving. You're, you're essentially sitting yeah. in a ride vehicle um, in this theater. And so that's where I, I I had a problem because you're moving at a different rate and, you know, it's kind of simulating the movement of the, of the screen. But if I were to sit in one of those stationary seats, yeah. and if I was a huge Despicable Me fan, I think it would be different.
0: Yeah, and yeah. for those who do love Despicable Me, but they might not be able to handle the ride itself, even the stationary seating, uh, the cue's absolutely fabulous. Once you get inside Gru's house, uh, you're not familiar with the movies yet. Because no, but I can appreciate it. I mean, the queue is again, really it, detailed. It's really, really yeah. nice. Uh, and the pre-shows are kind of—they've they, got humor in it. It's yeah. Steve Carell's voice. How can it not be humorous? No, he's the greatest. So, along the same lines, you have Shrek 4D. Yep,
1: which is another sit-down show. Yeah, uh, you are wearing 3D glasses, and then you know you're—you. It's kind of a uh, a show. I, it's included in one of the DVDs, but it's nice to kind of go through and sit there with. The audience and see this 3d movie it's kind of similar yeah um in terms of other shows you've got beetlejuice's graveyard view Uh we've talked about that a little bit before it's maybe not the greatest but it is something
0: fun to do (laughs) when you're sitting outside you know they kind of run through songs i'm pretty sure you need to be a thrill seeker because you don't know if you're walking out of there alive yeah i know that is the truth uh you have animal actors yep which i've actually never done well do you like animal shows who doesn't like animal shows I'm allergic to animals, so do they get really close? No, they're they're far away, but what if the hair would <laughs> the air wafts up into my it face? Just, it would waft. I, okay. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> and then there is also Fear Factor Live.
1: Yeah. Hosted by Joe Rogan, the actual Joe Rogan. Sure it is. Sure. I mean, that's not true. But it's another one of sit down shows. You know, you watch stuff happen up there. Um, another one I want to mention is Terminator. We've talked about that in uh I think if you like this, try that. Yep. Uh it's another sit down show. Um, they do stunts and stuff. There's like um,
0: a motorcycle guy. It's a half mixture of a 3D film, yeah. but with also live actors in it, kind of portraying parts, and then it'll try to seamlessly yeah. go into the movie. So The funny thing about this is, I'm listing them off, you could easily fill a day with all this stuff. Absolutely, yeah. And uh, These are long things. I mean, a caveat to all this is, I, I don't want to say anything here is lesser, uh, just because it doesn't have that thrill aspect to it. Yeah. But some people will joke about these right? i i oh, mean absolutely. Heck, we joke about it like oh, yeah. saying twister uh something to do for people who don't or, or aren't roller coaster thrill seekers uh same same goes with disaster something that's yeah. not that and, and just because we poke fun at it doesn't mean it's not a quali- you know a good experience to do
1: and if you're in a theme park i mean that's half half the kind of point is you're yeah. going around doing different things and
0: and i mean it also yeah. depends about your outlook going into a theme park uh if you're not going to do the big E ticket thrill ride attractions, you know. Sometimes you're realizing that you're gonna walk off something, and it's just gonna be horrendously cheesy yeah. or terrible. You have but to go in it with that mindset. Yeah, if you if you yeah. have a bad attitude about it, well, this should have been the most amazing thing in the world. I paid ninety dollars to know. be here today, and I just saw like or a
1: nineteen ninety eight no. version of Christopher Walken say, "Mother Nature." There is times.
0: nothing wrong with Christopher Walken <laughs> no, no. any time of the day. He's,
1: he's wearing that tan suit. <laughs> it's great. But <laughs> well, <laughs> the, I hear him in the distance. Uh, in addition to like the shows and stuff that we talked about, there's also a small section of rides that people can do. Yeah. Um, And a lot of these are kind of geared towards uh, children, maybe I would say. Like, yep. for example, you know, you've got King and Kodos. Yeah. Which is a spinner type ride, kind of like Dumbo and Magic mm-hmm. Kingdom. Um, but I've done that and I think it's really fun. Yep. Yeah.
0: Well, the the added aspect that makes that one actually way more enjoyable is Jennifer Tilly. Is Jennifer Tilly, yeah, uh, everyone's favorite Madame Leota. She's fantastic. Um, But hearing her voice in the queue and actually the the aspect that it's kind of a game with it that you you control the vehicle, you go up and down, you know. Yep, you go up and down, and then if you kind of if you get on the right level as you go past a certain target, then it will kind of. Thing, I guess in a way one of the characters and then they'll say a quote something funny uh I'm, I'm not sure if it's just luck of the draw or if it is actually I think there's some skill involved I think you have to go up and match a target that you yeah. pass and stuff like that well exactly but yeah. I'm, I'm not sure how accurate you have to be in that but either way it's a nice little extra thing to make a ride that literally just spins around in circles a little more enjoyable
1: exactly and then actually I did leave off uh Terminator I'm sorry not Terminator uh horror makeup show in Hollywood yep. that is a that's quite honestly probably my favorite show
0: i in general if we're if we're talking just straight attractions rides and shows i think it's one of the top tier attractions in that park absolutely i agree yeah and uh we also have lucy tribute, Mm -hmm. which you know we talked about it's like a museum i love it because i love
1: the lucy show and all that stuff but i mean there's some people that aren't gonna get that big of a thrill out of lucy but you give it a chance i don't know how you couldn't She's amazing. She's the best. <laughs> she's, um, she's America's favorite redhead. Yeah. So we Right at, after me. Uh, well, sure. Okay. Uh, we're actually going to leave Harry Potter off to the end. So, obviously, we're leaving out Diagon Alley yeah. right now, but we're going to get back to it. Let's go on to Islands of Let's Adventure. Let's go to Islands though. of Adventure. So, now, we talked about it uh, two weeks ago, actually, in our last show, the best ways to get wet. And yep. I don't know if I would necessarily call these thrill rides. I love water rides. Mm-hmm. Um, I think some people might be a little afraid of them, maybe. Uh, so, some people, but I don't consider these throw rides. So I would, I would definitely consider Dudley do right. Rips off and mm-hmm. uh Popeye and Bluto's bill Drap barges yeah. as really good attractions that someone who's maybe not into the roller coasters, not into simulators. They should definitely give these a shot because it's all open air. You get, you know, you're going to get soaked and
0: yeah, I mean with, uh, with Dudley do Right's Ripsaw rips off falls. It is a, a pretty steep drop. I'm not sure of the actual degree of angle on that final drop. Uh, if, if you can handle Splash Mountain over at Disney, then you can handle no question. Rip Saw Falls. Yeah. Uh but just for the caveat there, because caveat is the word of the day. We've said it about a thousand times. I always choose one word, and I decide to just beat it to death. But I think I said it first, actually. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I chose it after say. I heard you say it. Okay, um, but it, it has that fall. Yeah. So if you don't like, if you don't like going down a, a steep hill, that's a couple. 50 uh, feet or so i don't know I don't, it's very scientific measurement i, I don't and know along
1: it, those same lines i think we should talk about dress Park. Or yeah no. yeah so Let's that's go. a very similar uh, ride it's i would compare that really similar to uh splash mountain uh because you know, there's dark ride portions you're going through there's dinosaurs and then there is a big drop at the end
0: Yeah, yeah and this one is even it's, bigger and steeper it's like the biggest waterfall mountain. in, it's in Florida. I think. so yeah. if you definitely don't like steepness and big so, drops I, I would avoid this one, but it's it's a minor thrill. It's not like you're not going upside down unless the boat flips. Yeah, that that's alarming. Yeah. No, you're not going upside down. It's
1: it's a nice I might ride. flip. Yeah, I could. But um and then there's a couple ones, uh, a couple more that we've we've kind of talked about before, besides Fury, which is a walkthrough. Yes. Yeah. I think it's it's great for what it is. Uh-huh. Just go in with that nice mindset that we talked about. You know, you're not going in
0: seeing a blockbuster attraction. It's like watching Roseanne.
1: <laughs> it's like watching
0: just good old-fashioned humor take it for what it is
1: yep uh and then there's sinbad which skip I've, it skip it skip yeah it. let's yeah. i've actually never done let's that. forget about that all right and then seuss landing i think yep. the entire pretty much the entire land is appropriate for non-thrill seekers. absolutely i mean it's
0: generally classified as the the kids area sure. of islands of adventure uh but I, I think it goes even beyond that anyone who's a fan of dr seuss who which, isn't i mean everyone american i think everyone who's american actually has to grow up and uh, read at least six dr seuss books i think it's the law i'm not going to name which ones but Wednesday. they have to yeah uh and every story that you would actually care about and then even some that you don't care about you don't want to see you again. don't even you don't need to see it but you still see it in seuss landing um yeah. so you got can the hat
1: which is a dark ride. Yeah. Uh, I think a, a few years ago, it might not be the best for for people that get sick because it did spin a lot. But they really toned that down. And so I found it enjoyable. I didn't notice anything.
0: Yeah, it's yeah. definitely calmed down. One fish, two fish.
1: Red fish, blue fish, which we talked about last week. Yep. Um, carousel. A carousel. It's a carousel, so you're yep. not going to get sick on that. And then high in the sky trolley. Yep, High in the Sky, Seuss
0: Trolley train, train ride. Seuss Trolley train you ride. You gotta say it all. Trademark copyright, don't sue Dr. Seuss. So, and of course, that one, it's a really easygoing ride. Yeah. Um, however, there is a height restriction on it. I believe it's 36 inches just off the top of my head. So I even though... you can fall out of the thing. Yeah it's, yeah, it's high in the sky. It literally is about it 30 feet in up name. in the air. Um, so they don't want your kids jumping out. And quite frankly, Universal doesn't trust you that you're going to watch your kids.
1: I don't think you're supposed to watch your kids, are you?
0: Who watches their kids? Yeah. Parenting. <laughs> Parenting. It's overrated. But uh, with, with that, let's actually let's talk about Harry stuff that can really take up an entire day of looking around at. And
1: I think before we start this, I, I kind of want to bring up a question that I, I've heard a few times. Is, is it worth getting the tickets to Universal just for Harry Potter? Mm-hmm. And I have a pretty strong answer for that. I think it's an absolute yes. Okay. I don't know if you feel the same way. But I think that's a lot of people's uh, viewpoint right now. You know, Hogsmeade was open. Now they've just opened up Diagon Alley. And I think a lot of people want to know, is it worth going to these parks that I've never been before? But I'm such a huge Harry Potter fan. Yeah, Is it worth going? And I think absolutely yes.
0: Oh, I, I completely agree. Uh, the, the first time I saw the Wizarding World of Harry Potter in uh, Hogsmeade, and specifically the first time I was ever at Universal, was the, that was the exact same time. So yeah. I, I wanted to go there and go straight back to forbidden journey. So I, I go ahead and I walk on in and I see stuff like Marvel and Toon Lagoon and, and Jurassic park as I'm on the way back. And all of that was amazing. But literally the moment that I stepped foot in wizarding world of Harry Potter Hogsmeade, I, my mouth just dropped. My jaw dropped. And well, I hope your
1: mouth didn't, but my mouth
0: know. was still on there, but my, my jaw fell, fell down.
1: Of, okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I completely understand what you're saying. And I, yeah. I had a very similar experience. Actually, I didn't go to Universal or Harry Potter uh, until the Diz was hosting Dizapalooza. Mm-hmm. I, I think that was in 2011, maybe. We might get the year wrong. But it was in December and it was fantastic. Yeah. I fell in love with that area. The theming is so fantastic. Um, so let's talk about a little bit about the things that you can do there. Yeah. Um, let's start with Hogsmeade. So, Ollivanders is a show that you go into, it's a, a
0: store. Well, we'll go into the whole technical details of it. let really specific. Ollivander's is, in the park map, it's listed as a shop. Uh, okay, yeah. That's, that's what they generally classify it. However, they also, before you get to the shopping portion of it, they have a interactive demonstration of what wand, if you purchase it, what a wand could actually do. Uh, and just like in Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Zone, one person from the room. Sometimes two. It's very rare that they do two, but sometimes yeah, you it said happens. they do. Sometimes do like
1: a couple thing where
0: yeah, a couple sisters, twins. You know, every now and then <laughs> only twins. It's only for twins. 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 um <laughs> Unless it's Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger twins, then they don't. Then they don't but, allow it. They get freaked uh, out. <laughs> so generally, one yeah. person gets picked, and you know the the wand keeper at Ollivanders tries to. You know, find their wand because the wand chooses the wizard. It's straight out of the books and the movies. If you're familiar yep. with the movies, I mean, the, the experience is fantastic. Incredible. Yeah. Every time the wand actually find the right wand finds the wizard and that whole scene plays out just like it does in the first movie. Like, I, I get goosebumps every time I see that happen, yeah, even right, if it's yeah. some sometimes they pick up people who have no idea what's going on for whatever reason, don't understand English. I was going to say they don't even speak English. never, they, never they don't saw know Harry Harry the movies or read the books. They have Ooh. no idea what's happening. All they know is witchcraft. But whenever they, they get that experience and the light comes on and the wind and the music bursts up, I mean, it's a... And it's one of those things moving. where I think a lot of people try to be the
1: person that the one... Ke- uh, the one that's the noun keeper one shop man the wand keeper he chooses a person yeah. i think a lot of people want to be the the person they want to be interact but i would argue that the experience is fantastic even if you're not yeah i mean it's just something cool to watch and see so
0: well let's say you are chosen after it then they ask you if you want to buy the wand which before it was do you want to buy a 35 dollar wand that is basically a decoration now they're asking you if you want to buy a 55 dollar yeah that can interact with other elements throughout the Wizarding World, so there, you might say that there's a caveat. caveat. There is With a the, caveat, Hey. <laughs> but it's a good one. I mean, it's a good one because you want would, the one. yeah. And that's that's another thing to do around there. We'll get more on that whenever we go back to Diagon Alley, but uh, we
1: will, yeah. Uh, so let's talk about a couple of the other things. Okay, Flight of the Hippogriff, I would say, is a nice uh, roller coaster, uh, kitty roller coaster, it's a family ride. coaster, family coaster. You might say. Yep. I would c- compare it to probably Bar- Barnstormer.
0: That is the best comparison. It's a, it's just a fun, really easy going. Little yeah. ride. There's anyone, crazy. yeah. Anyone who's a non thrill ride seeker is going to be fine with exactly. Neck. And I will argue that the best view of the Wizarding World is actually from up there because the lift hill. once you're going up the lift hill, you have the Hogwarts Castle on your right, and then straight down in front of you is Hogsmeade, and it is absolutely the best view you can get from up there. You're not allowed to have loose articles pulled out, so you can't take. pictures You can't have of your it. iPad taking pictures, but yeah, you can't do that's that. Okay. But still, just a. Fantastic view, and it's really quick, and that's also how you can see Hagrid's hut, and you can see Buckbeak. You can see, yeah, bow to the hippogriff, bow to the hippogriff, bow to it, yes, and so your sensei,
1: and your are because well, the, the, the hippogriff takes uh, karate, yep. okay. exactly. All right, so that is a cool little coaster to do. Also. I, uh, we've talked about this a little bit before, um, but for with Forbidden Journey, you can just take a castle tour, yep. which means you can just go through the queue. You just tell one of the team members, "I don't plan on riding; I just want to walk through Hogwarts." Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a fantastic experience, especially if you know the details and the scenery from the books and the movie because it's done so well. Yep. and it really looks nice in there. So just take a few minutes and walk through. You get to see all the the really cool uh, details in the queue. Yep. You get to experience a lot of it. And then when you get to the end, you just
0: say, hey, I'm not going to ride it. I'm just going to take this other route. And you get to the gift shop just like you would if you had ridden it. Yeah, and you can do the same thing at Dragon Challenge. Uh, you can't. You don't see as much. It's yeah. not as well-themed, but you can what? still see the Goblet of Fire. You can see the Triwizard Cup. It's themed just uh, like the Triwizard
1: Tournament. So yeah, you get to see the Cup. You get to see some cool uh, scenery around it. You get it. to see
0: the Weasleys for yeah. so there, I
1: would say it's, pretty, it's just as cool. I mean, not as cool as, as Hogwarts. It but just it kind is. of
0: ends after... You uh, After you see the Wizard Cup, then you get to see the golden eggs, and then it goes yeah. into the candle room. And then after that, it's just caves that they really didn't repurpose after Dueling Dragons yeah, yeah. M- went away. Merlins, yeah. Okay. Goodbye. Uh, and then lastly
1: in Hogsmeade, I want to mention uh, the live performances. Yep. So there's a, a couple shows. There's the f- it's Frog Choir. Yep. With the Hogwarts students and the singing. Not creepy at all. Not creepy. They're like frog puppets. But you know what? If you really love the movies and the books, I think that's probably something you'll enjoy. Absolutely. Um, And then there is a a dance show, choreographed, uh, It's the the Triwizard Wizard -Wizard. spirit Rally.
0: So the Durmstrangs, the Bobatons, or Bobatons, however you want to say it. And then one Hogwarts student will be out there and uh, the Bobatons will...
1: They do like a ribbon dance. A very,
0: very fun ribbon dance. I mean, you could set it to 80s music and it would be wonderful. However, they choose to set it to the Tiffany songs to a score. One of the tracks off of uh, Goblet of Fire soundtrack, whatever. Uh, And then but the uh the dermstrongs they they do some stick fighting and they do yeah, some jumping yeah. and it's it's far superior it's, to the far frog choir. Farg. The yeah,
1: park. it's highly choreographed so it's all these dancing yeah. and jumps and they it's it's cool and it's a good way to spend, you know, a good amount of time in there just
0: kind of yeah. taking it all in. If you got to catch one of the two though. Absolutely. Catch the driver spirit rally. Spirit rally. Spirit rally. So Let's
1: move on to Diagon Alley.
0: Absolutely, open.
1: We've talked a lot about uh-huh. it, but I do just want to knock off some of these points. I think London Waterfront and the Night Bus area is a great place to just spend time. Yep. And and there's a uh, there's a food cart. You can go get food out there. Yep. Um. So it's just it's it's cool to look around. There's cool details in the windows. Um. You get to talk. You get to interact with um.
0: The night bus, the night conductor. bus conductor and, that's and the shrunken head. Well, that's something I really want to stress. On that is a lot of people that I've seen in the. However long since Diagon Alley opened, a lot of people are just going up just by and just taking their picture with the uh, the conductor and. The shrunken head. Yeah. They don't even know that they can actually interact in. They can they can sit there and talk. But instead, a line just forms. Take your picture. Walk away. It's supposed to be this fun, interactive experience.
1: Even if it's a group that kind of huddles up around the Oh yeah. around no, the it'll, yeah. They'll
0: go around to everyone. So, please, if you didn't listen to us before, whenever we said For that. For the love of God, talk or, to the head. The if you're there head. and you see someone, yeah. go up and make an example. And push please. them out of the way. Yeah, yeah. Push them out of the way and start talking. Uh, also... I know you don't have it on this list uh, yeah. unless you have it under live performances, Maybe. but the, the live musicians inside King's Cross? Sure. I mean, okay. let's talk about it. We're already in London, so I figure why let's not. Let's do it,
1: yeah. So in King's Cross Station, they have, and I, I always forget this word. You'll probably remind me. The the people that are playing music to uh, with like a hat to collect money. There's a word that starts with a B. Peddlers. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, so they're playing saxophone, they're playing violin, guitar. I mean, they've they're in the train station asking for money, playing music for them. So various musicians. Yeah. Various musicians. Just kind of yeah. like. Yeah. And there's no. I don't think there's a set time. I think it's Hobos. just atmosphere. You might say hobo joes. Yeah. Uh, at, at the train station. But it's it's cool, and it's it's good atmosphere for the train station.
0: Oh, yeah. No, and it, it's just a nice little element that you would actually see in a train station. Busker is the word. I've never been in a train station, but okay. if I was in one, I'm sure I would see that. Uh, let's move inside, though. Uh, yeah, let's. To actually Diagon Alley itself. So
1: there's a lot of cool places to explore. A lot. Uh, obviously, Nocturn Alley is one of the most standout places. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's very interactive. It's dark. I mean, there's no it's, – it's just a cool place to just explore and look around at everything. Um, But I feel the same way about all of Diagon Alley, to be honest. Um, There's Ollivanders in the same way that there is in Hogsmeade. This has a much higher capacity. There's uh, multiple rooms. That holds a lot of people. And then live performances, like Craig mentioned, I have on my list. Um, I think some of the best live entertainment in a theme park. And I know you don't care much for her, but I love Celestina Warbeck, uh, who I don't – is a singer, performer in the Wizarding World um, from the books – and she uh, she does a really great show. It's it's Celestina Warbeck, and then she has the three Banshees. And they dance around. They do a show. It's very kind of jazz singer. Um. I appreciate
0: how talented she is. They're very talented. I, yeah. It's not my style of music. I don't it's wake very, up in the morning and say, "Why not put on a Celestino record?" It's a very Broadway style jazz singer. But I, I know she is amazing. She is. Amazing. I, I can say that flat out. And
1: I think you can you can understand the how cool it is to just stand there yeah. and watch her performance. They, there's some uh, audience interaction. Yeah, they bring someone up. And, R-
0: right now, I just prefer the tale of three brothers. Exactly. Uh, oops! Cannonball. Uh, scared the but They have the Tales of the Beetle Bard story, Tale of the Three Brothers, right now playing. Uh, there's supposed to be one more. I, I think the Fountain of Fair Fortune is the one they're going to add. Yeah. Uh, and that's coming. We heard a rumor that it was supposed to happen towards the end of August. And as far as I know, that still hasn't come to pass. So we'll, we'll see if it does really relatively soon here. But It's going to be coming out, but Tale of Three Brothers. Oh, my goodness, That's it's probably some of the, my favorite one.
1: I, I, I agree. I mean, it's such amazing, uh, pu- uh, pu- I don't know, puppetry, puppetry, it's puppetry. and it, it, you know, when they first said that, I thought it was probably going to be like you know, kind of cheesy and like a little like puppet theater kind of thing. This is the this is so advanced. Oh, yeah, and it's it's beautiful the way these puppets were made, and and they really it's not the type of puppetry where the, the performer's hidden, um, they're voicing. Uh, the story they're narrating and it's like
0: huge really large scale yeah, and it's slightly marionetting is that a can you make that into a verb it is a verb uh, can you, you make a, it a verb can,
1: can it be a marionette her marion- the they're there? slightly
0: marionette hers they're marions <laughs> uh, but no that's that's the kind of style it is in a way just on a different scale not like the normal marionettes you see and exactly in sound of music it's well that's everyone's reference that. for marionettes It's just uh, the lonely Yodelay, Yodelay, Yodelay. you you're great he-hoo. at that yeah please um, stop But anyways, it's uh, one of the facts that I like about it is a lot of these people weren't actually puppeteers by trade. Just from what I've heard. They're not licensed puppeteers? I I believe they went for their license, but they got revoked. (laughs) Florida doesn't actually have any. Oh, they had to go to Georgia to get their license? They had to go to Georgia. It doesn't matter. They crossed state lines. Anyways, a lot of them did other things before, but they wanted to be a part of it. So (laughs) they learned how to be puppeteers. I don't know. How do you just learn to be a puppeteer overnight? I think there's like, you go to the University of Phoenix, I think they offer courses. (laughs) That is in no way a job at the University of Phoenix. No. They offer a lot of online degrees that are suitable for anyone's lifestyle.
1: (laughs) Universityofphoenix.org. Okay, so let's... (laughs) So the live performances in uh, Diagon Alley are fantastic, and I think... This kind of brings us into our, our next subject, that there's such great theming and design details in these parks. Sing it. Sing what? Got The praises? Yeah. Um, so basically, you could just spend time uh, exploring the parks, um, taking in kind of the atmosphere of the lands. I think um, one of the points I wanted to make is I think a lot of times universal creative at least Disney fans, view Universal Creative as not as the same level as Imagineering. Mm-hmm. I think that's a pretty fair thing to say, right? I, I think there's, yeah. there's kind of that uh, assumption that it's not to that level. And I'm really glad that people are really recognizing Diagon Alley um, as, as being standout. And yeah. I think a lot of people are saying it's one of the best theme park de- themed areas in any theme park. Um, so I, I think that it's really nice to go back and look at these other places. I know we're going to mention a couple... That are throughout Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure
0: that are so well themed. Sorry, just to even point out for people who are huge Disney fans and know the Imagineers themselves, Tony Baxter even went to see. I loved that. Diagon Alley. Yeah. Whenever uh, one of the greatest Disney legends that's still alive, he took the time to go see Diagon Alley. That says something right there that it is on that other level. If he will, if he'll, you know, he's a busy guy. He's doing stuff. But he went to see Diagon Alley. Exactly. And you should, too. You should, too. I don't know where you're looking, but yeah. Oh, sorry. Off in the distance. But uh, okay. yeah, theming.
1: Let's talk about theming. So we talked about Diagon Alley and Hogsmeade a lot. Yeah, The theming is fantastic. There's places to explore. Um, I think it's fantastic for people that are fans of the books and mm-hmm. the movies, and then just people that aren't. I think if you don't have any knowledge, just go, and you'll, you'll appreciate the level of detail. Um, but in a broader sense, uh, Universal Studios Florida, uh, Florida. Uh, I think Hollywood is a really great example of the theming and what the effort they put into it. Um, It's easy to compare it to... Well, it's easy to kind of put it on the same level as Hollywood Studios. But in my opinion, it blows
0: Hollywood Studios out of the water. Absolutely. Uh, it's. I mean, one of the things I've been moaning about on the uh, DisUnplugged Disney World Edition is that Hollywood Studios is just... It looks so drab. It needs painted. It needs to look fresh. It's old and dated. If you want to see... The version I think it should kind of transform into go to Universal Studios, Florida and look at their Hollywood because it is just fantastic. It is out of this world. Uh, I'm not sure if it's always looking like how Hollywood's supposed to look like. Um, I'm not sure if every landmark that's in that area is still in Hollywood. It well, I think be. it kind of
1: takes you back to like that golden age of Hollywood. So there's these landmarks like the Br- Hollywood Brown Derby, yeah. um, which is not a restaurant in, in Universal Studios. It's actually a hat shop. It makes and it's, sense. It's that classic Brown Derby design where it's the actual building is the Brown Derby yeah. hat.
0: So it's this big hat you walk into. Um, but the I. Pantages Theater is there. Exactly. Yep. I believe that's still around. Oh, is yeah. It? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's still yep. around. And that's where uh, the. The uh, makeup, makeup show. though. Horror makeup shows, yeah. Is, yeah. So, so, just
1: like the architecture and the details that they put into all these these references to uh, kind of classic Hollywood are fantastic. Uh-huh. And you could just walk around looking at all these things, kind of like people do in Main Street, where you look up and see the windows and look at these details. There's so much history there.
0: Yeah, and I think I've mentioned it once before. I'm not positive I have. But part of why Universal Studios Florida is designed so well is that it, it, it's... Supposed to be a studio. So, say you're in New York and you're looking over at Hollywood, you see Hollywood all like you would through a camera's eye. So, that way, if you set up a camera somewhere in, you have that nice big landscape look in mm-hmm. Hollywood. Same goes for New York. Uh, if you set up a camera when you're in Hollywood and you look out towards that way, it's going to look like a nice New York backlot set. So, that's that's kind of a cool tip too. No, it is. The yeah. reason why this theming is done so eloquently is because it was designed in this way to look through a camera and see how someone else would see it.
1: Well, that brings us to you know to New York and San Francisco, two other areas. Oh, that's cool. In the park. That works. And I think in the same way, it, it feels so immersive yeah. when you're in those places. And I, I kind of made the comparison to the feeling of the Backlot Tour and the Streets of America and Hollywood Studios, how it's just a facade. I mean, it's just kind of like... Uh, temporary structures yep. instead in, in in universal studios it feels like you're in the place itself yep. so yep. the but there's alleys the buildings are full size there's things inside whether it be shops or restaurants and stuff you can
0: go into them it feels like you're in oh yeah in, in the, the place yeah new york especially is fantastic having uh having uh, the Macy's building kind of facade right there in the New yeah. York Public Library. You would call it Herman Square, I think is what you call is it. Is that what it's called? Yeah, Herman. You know more than me. No, it's uh, Herald Square. Yeah. Oh, okay. But, but that was anyways, from enjoyment. it just, it feels like you're actually in New York whenever you're in there. It and really does. Yeah. The only problem that I have with that area is that the Blues Brothers show happens in New York, but. It's just be. not. That's not, that's not. not accurate. No, it's not. Oh.
1: I'm sorry. Will you ever get over it?
0: Yeah, all so right, and over it, now. it goes without saying, but then London too. Everyone who's seen London as part of Diagon Alley has yeah. said that it's like being in London. Yeah, in the same same regards, the details
1: that they put into the architecture, all that stuff, even yep. the scale. Um, and let's move over to Islands of Adventure real, quick, real fast. Um, I think Port of Entry, which is the uh, essentially Main Street, it's the first, it's the entryway into it's the park, the Gypsy park, Village. The yeah. Gypsy Village. Yep. Yeah. Um, but Borat Gypsy or just regular Gypsy? Just regular. Yeah. So. It's it's kind of themed – I I don't even know how to describe the theme. It's very kind of creative, imaginative. It's not it's not a replica of something that exists. It's kind of a combination of like an old port yep. probably off, off
0: the sea. It's an ancient idea of ancient, a port from like yeah. the 1400s mm-hmm. before there was technology, all that stuff. And it was just people sailing from port to port, not our modern day ports that are just uh, people selling uh, w- wicker baskets. And T-shirts. And T-shirts, yeah. So –
1: uh, so basically, it's just like a really cool design, and, and there's so many details. Yeah. Uh, in the same way, like we've said about all these other places, I mean, so much work went into these things that you yeah. can look around and see the different references to things. Um, I don't know. There's all kinds of shops, and there's all kinds of moving parts. I know up
0: on there's like a moving wheel up on the there's a bridge and stuff. I don't know. It's cool. It, it is cool. Yeah. But uh, then moving further back into the park, you have John Hammond's Jurassic Park. Yes. Rest in peach, Richard Attenborough. <laughs> Rustin Peach, Oops. <laughs> or Did I say peach? or, or <laughs> Am I hungry again?
1: <laughs> you must. You must be hungry. I was gonna let it slip, but then I just had to say it. So My bad. <laughs> it's okay. <laughs> so you have Jurassic Park, yep. which is uh, really. It's just. It's a cool thing to walk through. It's very. You know,
0: you're walking through a jungle. It looks like it's right out of the movie. Just like out of the movie. Best way to describe it. Yeah. Uh, they even have the Discovery Center, and there's a nice little uh, interactive area down below. Velociraptor may or may not hatch. Who knows? Who knows? We will not spoil it for you. If John Hammond's not there, and it hatches, he might get pissed. He might. He always Still? likes to be there whenever the little ones are yes. born. I think that's the <laughs> Um But then let's go back over to I'm, Lost Con. I'm
1: even going to throw that in there because even though it's it's kind of like a lot. I mean, they've t- taken a lot of it for Harry Potter. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of sm- a lot smaller than it used to be. Yep. I think it's a, it's a it's a really cool land a walk through. Uh, you got Poseidon's fury there. You got mythos, the restaurant. There's cool details. It's all kind of the rock work. It reminds yep. you kind of like ancient, ancient Greece. You've got like a statue and a fountain and a big, I don't know. There's yep. just cool
0: details. Yeah. And one thing actually, because you just mentioned Harry Potter again, I forgot to mention it earlier, but it, we need to stress to walk into every single building that you possibly can. And then not once you're in there, look around for the details. If you're not a huge fan, if you don't know anything about it, just, pull aside a team member that doesn't look like they're doing anything and ask them, what do I need to look at? What's yeah. cool about this shop, especially in Diagon Alley right now, they are so excited about it being open and you know, everything that was packed in there, they will talk your ear off about this detail and that detail. Well, especially
1: and, when you have a guest that's, that's interested in, in something. And learning. Than where's the, yeah. And
0: learning. And they're not asking you where the closest bathroom is or whatever. Yeah. You're allowed so. to ask that too, but you can ask a better question, too. but I, uh, every don't, leave no shop unturned leave no restaurant unturned in
1: i mean don't any be violent don't, don't
0: turn shelves over and stuff but, but i mean you can at least look in them do we want to talk about dining real quick
1: oh you want to talk about dining okay let's talk about dining let's just real fast cuz i think uh, I, I know for me a big part of the theme park experience even though you know i don't really care for the thrill rides and stuff yeah. i love finding places to just kind of relax yeah. whether it be restaurants or bar type places where you can just kind of hang out maybe get a beer a drink just relax and spend time. I think that immersive environment yep. really lends itself well to just kind of relaxing and being in, in the place itself. So for Universal Studios, it, of course, Diagon Alley is a huge one for me now. You got Leaky Cauldron, Florian Fortescue Found a Fair Fortune is fantastic for their mm-hmm. beer selection. Um, but even more so, I love Moe's Tavern in Duff Gardens. Yep. I mean, you almost can't beat it. If you're a Simpsons fan and going to Duff Gardens and they have kind of a full, uh, full rectangular bar that goes around the full – perimeter of oh, yeah. Duff Gardens. It's it's so nice to just get a beer, sit on that bar, and just spend an afternoon. like People watch. There's cool stuff happening
0: around you. Yeah. And I just have to say this, in regards to The Simpsons, it, yeah, it has been around for 25 years now. And <laughs> people sometimes question why would they invest so much money in the Simpsons it's not going anywhere right now and look at past,
1: the past seven days prove that I mean the past after, 12 days was a 12 days it was a 12-day 12 day
0: marathon of yeah. 552 episodes the Simpsons is here to stay and I mean right now it it's still popular it's not as popular as it was once before but it still has that rabid fan base because of the marathon that just happened uh now that it's in syndication on FXx it, it just it revived all those people who gave up on it a long time ago of course, yeah. who have rediscovered the show and realized the newer seasons aren't as bad as they thought. It's just it's about to hit a new high because it's now going to be available on mobile as long as you have a cable. Uh, I had no idea service. you were so Norma
1: Ray about Simpsons, I am, but, but I am very I, passionate I'm about completely it. Completely on board. I, I mean, the same thing. I, I spent the past 12 days watching uh, different parts of every Simpsons ever marathon. Yeah.
0: And choose three random episodes and guarantee walking yeah. around the whole Springfield section, you're going to see at least a couple of the landmarks, if not all of them.
1: Yeah, and references to specific things. Yeah. I mean, and, and while you're sitting at Duff Gardens, they're showing clips on the screens above you. And yeah. it's fun to just hang out there. I, be, I
0: agree. Be in, be in Springfield. But uh, Finnegan's is also fun Finnegan's over is in New fun. York. Yeah.
1: It's an uh, Irish pub. Yep. It's nice inside.
0: It's a, it's great, a great place. It's actually a great place. to heat.
1: I was going to say that. Get on the air conditioning and just hang out and have a beer. I absolutely agree. Oh, absolutely. And all it right. has a
0: restaurant attached to it, too. And a restaurant. Pub food. So
1: yeah, yep. So Islands of Adventure, let's move over there real fast. You have Backwater Bar, which is in Port of Entry. Mm-hmm. So it's themed really cool, like we were talking about, mm-hmm. kind of the port town with gypsies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then Hogsmeade. You can't pass up Hogshead, which is a, a really nice bar. It's attached to the three broom, broomsticks, but there is separate seating inside. Yep. And then there's a nice outdoor patio. Absolutely. So I,
0: I know that we've gone over there and literally just sat behind three broomsticks and Hogshead. And for... Half an hour, an hour, just sitting there, relaxing, taking in the sights and sounds. It's
1: outside, but they have umbrellas and
0: big fans above you. So it's yep. a nice place to cool off, even though it is outside. But Exactly. Um, and then, so obviously, if you haven't figured it out yet, all those people watching, listening, there is just so much to see and do at these places, especially in the Wizarding World. You, you could easily take a day in each Wizarding World if you really want to invest the time walking around. Yeah make a full day out of it, and then also see the other areas of the park too. It can be both full day parks. And then, heck, I'd even do that third day too, if you're going to devote that much time to just looking for all these hidden details. And then have a day to do everything over again. Go at your own pace though. You can't run around these places. but Go at your own pace. And I think the huge thing, listing all this stuff off, none of this was a roller
1: coaster. Yeah, I mean, you could easily fill these days with just taking all the details Taking yeah. your time,
0: going around to these different attractions and just, exactly. just relaxing. None of them were thrill rides, but also in terms of what to see, what to do, it also depends on what time of year you're going. Exactly. Uh, because there's there's free entertainment that can happen depending on what time of year you're there. Uh, the biggest one being Mardi Gras. Hugest one. I, I mean, the, I saw what, I probably
1: five of these concerts that the, were included least, in, the, yeah. in the Mardi Gras uh, event. And these were really high quality concerts. Yeah. Huey I mean, Lewis was amazing. Huey Lewis was the best one by far. Yeah.
0: And to think that that was included in our park admission that we had anyway. Exactly. Is unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. And uh, even Christmas time, I know we, we talked about that before we on did. the Christmas in July episode, but if you're there on one of the Saturdays, you have the chance of seeing a Mannheim steamroller concert, uh, you have the parade and over at Islands of Adventure, you have Grinch, Grinchmas going on. And those are prime examples of stuff to do. Exactly. If you're not a thrill seeker. No, and <laughs> it just t- <laughs> it takes up a large amount of time. It's fun stuff to just hang out and see. Yeah. There's shows, you know, you have Grinchmas show and it's. And, and I would argue if you are on the fence about thinking you don't have a lot to do there because you are you're not a thrill seeker and you don't know if you can really get your time out of it try to plan it around one of these times of year where these are going on Mardi Gras and or Christmas time uh and then also if, if horror nights is your thing if you if you think you could get into that you're not afraid of being scared from mm. boogeymen but you're afraid of roller coasters It's an
1: upcharge but I mean if you're up for it
0: do yeah, it Yeah and they usually have a discount if you upgrade your ticket to get horror nights on it too Okay so you know that's good to know Yeah um I don't have numbers off my the top of my head. Exactly. Then why but bring it up just yeah, because it's it it up. an upcharge, I mean, but it's it not always that ridiculous. Uh, yeah. but honestly, and we didn't even get into city walk here because part of what happens, I like, uh, whenever I would go with my family to universal, uh-huh. we would like to go to city walk for lunch during the day. So, so you go the to park the park for a morning, while and head out because you have to go through city walk to get to the other side to go to each park. Uh, it's set up where you can all walk together so you can go through city walk to get to the other park. So might as well stop grab a bite to eat over there and then, you know, get, get to the next park. Exactly. And now you have all the new, uh, new additions to city walk. There's tons of stuff to do and eat. Yeah. And you going even further on that, you have all the hotels, which are each themed so wonderfully. Yeah. Walk around those for a little while. It's, It's just a boat ride or a bus ride over. Yeah. You have to pay for parking at universal. So once you pay to park, you're there. If you need a break in the afternoon to just walk around, see something else, not feeling the impact, go walk around to the different resorts, especially Cabana Bay. There's so much there that you should never feel bored. Yeah,
1: and that's that's the big point I wanted to make. Even if you're skipping these big rides, there you should never have a, 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 a moment, a, you know, a point in time where you feel like there's nothing for you to do.
0: There's no, I, always something to see or or just to do. So, no, I yeah. can completely agree, and I think this was a good thing to talk about. Good. So, thank you yes. so much for for bringing it up well, so you're that way we can discuss it. Thanks dis, for helping. Di, just, discuss this. Oh God, he's
1: got Bell's palsy
0: again. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, well, I think that's going to do it for us this yeah, week on the Diz Unplugged Universal Edition. Thanks. So, thanks everyone for watching and listening and we will be back next time with more. So, thanks. See you. Bye.